Hello, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Anna Loder from readabook.com.au. I'm a lifelong reader and book lover and a long-time book club member. 15 years, I can't believe it. I've been a bookseller for 13 and now I'm a reviewer and blogger. This is a weekly podcast celebrating that love of books and reading. I'm so excited to be in your ears today. Before we get started, can I quickly pay my respects to the Darawal people of the Uyora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I work, play, read and live on. Along with the traditional owners of the lands throughout Australia, I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Let's get started. Okay, well, in a few seconds, I get to speak with Kel Woods of After the Forest fame, which I've been dying to speak to her for a couple of weeks now. Unfortunately, I had to postpone it, and then I had to postpone it again, and then it was a public holiday, and then so I'm itching to talk to her today. I'm so excited to get the opportunity. This is her debut, and it's a wonderful novel. It's Hansel and Gretel, What Really Happened, 20 Years On. That's what my elevator pitch would be for it. But it's kind of like nothing like I've ever read before. Very, very cool. And I'm really, really looking forward to speaking to Kel about it today. So this is such a treat. Thank you. Oh, thank I think you. you this is lovely. Doing signings everywhere. Tomorrow, is that your day on the road? That's my day, yeah. We've I've got you in. Um, to a few different places. I think we're starting at about lunchtime and going all the way through till five. Oh. And, and then I've got the launch at Kina Cunha with, with Kate Forsyth tomorrow night. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. A lot of my friends are going to that, but my niece is down from Lightning Ridge, so I couldn't go, but I get to see you during the day anyway. So, so oh, bonus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think you're friends with Lauren Chater. Do you live around here? I'm in Jervis Bay. Um, all right. Beautiful. Yeah. I live in Cronulla and I think she lives like yeah. close. Yeah. She's not far. She's not far. No, we met um oh more than ten years ago now. Eleven years in ago. In the libraries? No, out of we met at um it was a a write, it was actually one of Kate Forsyth's writing classes, my oh. first one. And we met there and you know how you just meet people and you just yeah, we've been friends ever since. I don't see her enough because I don't go to Sydney very often, but I'm going like three times in the next 10 days or something. Like there's lots of, <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's good. Oh, it's so wonderful. You must be so proud of After the Forest. It's such an incredible book. You must be so proud. It's all kind of sinking in actually just today, I think. Yeah. Like it's all been a lot. And then I just, to be honest with you, like, about an hour ago, two hours ago, I was sitting here like ugly crying because it just hit me. Like <laughs> it just hit me that I did it. And oh, but look at what were... you've given the world. It's incredible. No wonder you're ugly crying. This is huge. And for something, oh. I bet it's been in your head for so long. I mean, I read it months ago now. I got to read an early copy and was super stoked. But yeah. that's a long time to wait and just to be in the holding pattern of waiting for it to come out. Yeah, I was in there I over two years you know it was over two years and then now I'm getting all these messages from people I know who are reading it and they're like they're sending me photos of them reading it and it sort of just all sank in today I was like oh my god I can't believe it like this was my dream I just I I just didn't even know if I'd ever be able to do it so it's just been a really amazing week and really yeah. emotional I hope I hope oh, I'm not completely overwhelming <laughs> something that's completely yeah. in your head and has been for so long to be yeah. now in other people's heads and hearts yeah I think it must be incredible yeah 
I think that's what it is, Anna. I think it. I think mm. I was okay until people started reading it, and I was really nervous <laughs> about people reading it. I was like, oh no, this is. Oh God, I can't do this. You know, it's that weird irony. You write a book and you want people to read it, but then you don't actually want them to read it in case they hate it. Oh, I cringe when any of my friends say that they've listened to a podcast episode. I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's not for you to listen to. No, but of course it is. Yeah. (laughs) It must be that magnified to the power of a million. People who don't know me. It's like, yeah, that's for the people who don't know me. Like they're the ones who are going to listen to it. Not you, not my friends, my family. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but just congratulations. I loved this novel and I started reading it again um, in the final because, you know, I got it was months ago and, oh, my goodness, yeah. I'm just enjoying it even more the second time around. It's so cool. But it's how did you even get the idea for this? Um, well... Like I had a signature birthday. It must have been my 30th birthday. And I had always written and I'd always, I studied creative writing at uni and I'd always been the kid that told you that they wanted to be an author, that kind of person, always reading, always writing. And then I I was like, well, I still haven't had a really good crack at writing something and finishing it. You know, I'd had a lot of unfinished things and poetry and all that sort of thing, but I really wanted to try and write something and finish it and really have Mm -hmm. a go. And so I had just read Bitter Greens by Kate Forsyth. Wonderful. Which I adore. I mean, I love all of Kate's books, but that one got me in the feels. Like I just thought this is incredible. And it reminded me of uh, Juliet Marillia's book, Daughter of the Forest. Did you ever read that? that. No, but I will. Thank you. Well, it's it's beautiful. It's It's older now. I think I read it when I was maybe 19 or 20 like it's an older one and it's a it's a retelling of the six swans fairy tale that irish fairy tale where the evil stepmother turns the six brothers into swans like curses Mm -hmm. them and the sister there's one sister she has to try and save her brothers and she has to um weave shirts for each of them out of i think it's like stinging nettles like it hurts like it's a, a really rough harsh plant and she has to to save them weave these shirts and she can't speak for the whole time and Juliet took that fairy tale or that tale and made it into this amazing novel that's set in Dark Ages Island it's so beautiful and so I I loved books like that that took a tale and put it in a historical context and gave it life like Mm -hmm. gave it depth so that's how it started for me. I thought I want to write something like that. That's the kind of books that I really love to read. So I'm going to try one of those. And then, um, yeah, I chose Hansel and Gretel pretty much because nobody else had done much with it. Is like, like a novel. Like I hadn't read anything about them. Yeah, as no, I had definitely before. haven't either. No, and I thought, well, I'll go with that because it's different and nobody else has done it. Um, and then when I started to look into the history of Hansel and Gretel and found that it's German and that um, it was, in, it, they think, you know, scholars think that it came about from the Great Famine in the 14th century when uh, there was a lot of rain, a lot of bad weather, a lot of crops failed and terrible famine and stories about cannibalism and abandoning children in the forest that that all kind of really happened I think that was there was a lot of hardship I didn't realize yeah right yeah so and because the stories about hunger and you know the that gingerbread house it's like their kids were so hungry and the famine that caused the dad to leave them in the forest 
when I started reading about all of that and the history of Germany at that time and the 30 Years War and the witch trials and the whole sort of world that was Germany in that time, I, th- I think these two things can go together really well. So that's sort of where it came from. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, they go together so well. I think um, 20 years later was just unreal, fantastic, so good. Yeah, because, yeah, like, I wanted to write something for adults. Like, I, mm-hmm. I never wanted to write for children and I wanted it to be meaty and I wanted to have grown-up characters. So, yeah, then I thought I could make them grown-up. That could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. It's Absolutely. Like Hansel and Gretel were one of my favourite fairy tales. The gingerbread house, we've all dreamt of that and, you know, too good to be true and all that. And <laughs> it Yeah, was... it's so scary. <laughs> no spoilers at all, but oh my goodness, that was a fantastic novel. Oh, thanks so much. So you, you studied creative writing at uni and mm-hmm. then you went into the libraries and you work now as a librarian as well, I think. Not not at the moment. So I'm working in a museum at the moment, which is very similar in a lot of ways to libraries, except less books, but mm-hmm. still collections, just different. Still collections um, and still yeah. plenty of stories, I bet. Still, yes, it's 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 very similar. I mean, it's that kind of glam sector. So you've still got um, public spaces that are inspiring and enriching the community and all of the lovely programs and events that happen that libraries have, just a different collection, amazing old things that I just love being around and less books. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. I love it. I love history. Um, I didn't history. realize that is so cool. I thought you must have taken time off to be a professional writer, but you're still. Yeah, just part-time. Yeah, just balancing both. I was working full-time in libraries and um, it was a lot, like it was it was a lot to work full time and, and to focus on the writing. So I sort of stepped back and I'm just working part time um, at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, it's going well. <laughs> and so, how did you get your contract then with HarperCollins? Because that's massive. Like, that's congratulations. Thank what you. What a Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's their dream publisher. Actually, when mm. I found out about HarperCollins, I got the email early in the morning and my husband thought someone had died I cried that much like he was like what's happened (laughs) 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 couldn't believe it but it it started overseas so I I finished the book and Kate um, was mentoring me and it was in COVID it was in 2020 and it was just you know how remember how crazy everything was then and so crazy yeah it was just everything was Everything had sort of closed down. So there, there's not that many agents in Australia that are open and, and available. Like it's, you know, it's hard to get an agent. Hard. Yeah. Really hard. So I submitted my cover letter and, and maybe the first few chapters to a couple of agents in Australia and didn't really get anywhere with them because there was only one or two that were, were even open to fantasy. Most Australian mm-hmm. agents interested in fantasy at all and the ones that were either you know they just weren't interested which is fine they you know they they have a stable that they grow and they know what they're doing so I went okay well maybe I'll just go overseas which is what Kate had advised um she said you're writing a book set in Germany so it's going to be potentially worth submitting it overseas so I did I started pitching it to agents in the UK and in US most of them were in New York and that's where I found my agent, Julie Crisp. So she's in the UK. Oh, and then Julie, yeah, yeah, and quite quickly I think, I think she, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So it, it all sort of started with Julie, who oh, she was amazing. She she got back to me within 24 hours, so same day, UK. Mm-hmm. I, I sent it to her Sunday night and she got back to me Monday morning. So Sunday mm-hmm. night her time asked me for the full manuscript and that was exciting. Like I was like, because yeah. I'd had a couple of rejections and I'd had, you know, yeah. a couple of nibbles but nothing, sort of that weird stage where it's like what is going to happen here I don't know like it was crazy yeah 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 I was like I don't know times in your life where nothing could happen or everything could happen Um, exactly it was exactly that and yeah she got back really quickly and asked for the full manuscript and I knew that was a good thing I'd been sort of doing a lot of reading about the process and I knew oh this is good when they ask for the full that's Mm -hmm. good that's a really good sign so I sent it off to her and she just devoured it. And then I think by the Thursday we were having a Zoom meeting and she was offering to represent me. So that was where it all started, all in the UK. Like it was incredible. But Julie has worked in the Australian publishing industry too. She spent three years working over here. So she knows the Australian publishing industry and she has quite a few Australian authors in her stable. So I felt like I was in really good hands and she loved yeah. fantasy. That's you know so she was amazing and she's the one who really yeah she really kicked everything off and then we worked on it together she's a very hands-on agent and she did edits because she used Mm -hmm. to be a publisher she's an editor as well so we spent a long time working on it together and then when it was ready she started pitching it to the US and the UK and that's where it got picked up by Tor by Macmillan in the US so it started there yeah yeah and then congratulations I didn't realize Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was so exciting because I, you know, speaking about Daughter of the Forest by Juliet Marilia, that was published by Tor. Like that was a Tor book and I had these books on my shelf my whole life of these amazing, beautiful fantasy books and they were all published by Tor. So Tor had always been a bit of an ideal, like a dream, like in America's own. And they came in pretty hard. They were very keen to have it and it was just amazing. It was a dream. It was just pinch me like I honestly don't even know if it I think today it actually all hit me that's when I had an ugly cry but <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot um and then from there but it's incredible the- yeah yeah it was just God, I'd like- be ugly crying every day of the week oh my oh, goodness every dream I ever had yeah. you know and uh, it's been a lot of work too it, it was <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a really intense but every dream I ever had it all kind of they happened it's just been I'm so grateful and just ridiculously shocked it's just great mm-hmm. um yeah and so then that from there from their tour sold subrights through to Harper Collins Australia and that was so exciting too that's when my husband said has, like has somebody died when I when I got that email because that was you know it was just too exciting Anna <laughs> um and then also that and then into the UK as well and then it all ended up being this simultaneous release so it's been a really exciting couple of years leading up to this point (laughs) Uh, like you say an awful lot of hard work as well because it hasn't just yeah yeah a lot of work I really like editing I really like that side of it so that's it's okay um I I get into it I enjoy I enjoy trying to fix problems Mm. I'd rather take 120,000 words of problematic manuscript than a blank page. I find the first the first draft really hard. <laughs> At least I think if you, you know if you've got a rubbish book, you can fix it. Especially when you've got edit- editors to sort of help you, which is yeah. amazing. I appreciate them so much. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm happy to do the work if you know. I like trying to fix things. 
Oh, that's incredible. As a reader, I just assume that everything just falls onto the page beautifully and you've got all of the themes going on and the characters are all well-developed right from the start. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's that's what happens, Anna. Like I just think it it, and all just comes out of my fingertips. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I wish it was like that. (laughs) How's the reception been? I know that you've got your launch tomorrow, which I wish I was Mm. going to. That will be wonderful. And that's right in the city, I think, isn't it? It's in their big store. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so exciting. I'm really excited about it. And I have a new frock and it's just all too much. (laughs) The new frock. Yeah, I've got to have a frock. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's been really exciting. There's been some lovely people sharing it. I've got friends in the UK who were wandering into UK bookstores and and showing me photos of them purchasing it. And my really lovely school friend who I've been friends with since I was 10 filmed herself walking into Waterstones Bookshop in Brighton and, and, you know, showed me, you know, buying the book. And so that's been so lovely just seeing everybody reading it and and sharing and knowing that everybody's reading it and it's early days so I'm not really sure how it's selling overall I can't control it that well I think so it's I'm only not... been out for less than a week hasn't it like yeah less than a week on the shelves at Dimmix at I think on Thursday like it, it's yeah. only very brand early new. days brand new so I have no yeah. idea about how it's going like the wider reception but in, as in terms of my world and my friends and family it's been really positive and it's just been lovely I yeah it's all so nice to hear people say that they are enjoying the book and they're mm. they're they can't put it down I've had quite a few oh, people I, say I cannot even the second time down. around I cannot put it down cannot put it oh down. really <laughs> I missed out on putting the microphone stand up so I thought I'll just I'll read a couple more pages instead and I'll just hold <laughs> <laughs> I cannot put it down and <laughs> oh, it's so good. wonderful it is such a fun but great read as well and yeah you've got so much going on in there that we will not talk about because it's definitely spoiler territory but yeah it's so easy to spoil it isn't it I I'm always very wary I'm like oh yeah <laughs> you've got to be careful so careful and it's so nice to go into things not knowing anything at all and just be constantly surprised I love that feeling yeah. I hate to spoil it for anybody who who also wants to go in not knowing anything at all but oh, it's absolutely just and sometimes when you get told oh you've got to read this book it's really good and then you get there and you're disappointed with it like sometimes I don't know sometimes you it's good I don't know to go in and just have your own experience of it but luckily everybody I've spoken to like book folk like you Anna are very conscious of spoilers and mm. how to talk about the book and I don't think we've spoiled it anywhere I think it's all very safe no, I mean, you've <laughs> just got to read it like that's it <laughs> I've yeah, a couple at the shop already with just that like just look at it like this is the most beautiful cover ever that's all you need to know it's a great book you'll love it <laughs> oh that's so lovely Such a good book. but you must have been so excited with the cover it's so different from the arc that I read and I loved the arc but oh my goodness this cover is stunning it's so good yeah. I love it too I mean it, the covers are really interesting because they're different in the US and the UK as well so we got to go through the process of of seeing the designers and the publishers decide what kind of 
cover they were thinking about three times, like three separate times, and I just felt so spoiled. <laughs> like, I get, it's cool doing one and then we're doing yeah, another one absolutely. and then we're doing another one, you know. I was just like, what is happening here? And they're all so different and they're really beautiful. Like I just love them all and it's interesting to see how a totally different brief and a different idea and vibe can can all come from the same book. Like it's the mm. same book and yet it's got such different covers. I find it really fascinating that whole process and the and Andrew Davis who's a UK designer he designed the Australian cover and the US cover so he did the work for both of them and I yeah right it's it's interesting I emailed him and said oh my god you're doing it again how do you feel (laughs) he said it's really and and it came up with different covers for both wow that's incredible hang on let me grab it oh thank you yeah so he did he did the US. Oh, yeah, right. So that's Andrew. And yeah. then he came in after and did the Australian one. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so cool, they right? Are this is so different. But, yeah, you're right. Like they both make perfect sense. Yeah. It's incredible. Incredible. He's lovely and he's very talented. So that was wonderful to just to get to work with him twice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so good I couldn't believe it it must just be a dream so incredible I think you said at the start like um a significant birthday this is something that you've been wanting to do your whole life but it must be incredible to actually be realizing the dream oh it is especially after working on the book for a long time like I worked on it for years and I had little children and I and I had a a job and I was studying librarianship and I had you know a husband and we were building a house and we were doing a lot of work on the house ourselves and so the the hobby you know the the little indulgent hobby which is often how people look at Mm -hmm. writing when you have young children and a day job and all of the other things often got pushed and not that anybody made me but I just felt like I had a lot of mother guilt and I think you know all of that the usual Mm -hmm. the mother guilt that's so easy to feel a lot of that and so I I put it aside a lot um because I didn't want to miss out on the kids when they were little and I needed to work and just really day-to-day stuff so it took it took me longer than I wanted to which I think makes it mean a bit more because Mm -hmm. you know it it was something that took a long time and a lot of work yeah and um yeah, and there were times when I thought, oh, down and, yeah. absolutely. and, you know, and I think people, I think that does happen to people, probably, especially mums, parents, it's easy just to put it down and then not pick it up again. Mm-hmm. And there was just something in me that kept going back to it. I was like, no, I really want this. I really want to give it a, a nudge. I want to see mm-hmm. if I can do it. Like I want to see if I can get a, a yeah. publishing contract, yeah. like yeah. a traditional publishing contract. So I think that's... Um, yeah, a little bit of determination there pulled me through. Yeah, yeah. maybe a bit stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> and so, have you got um, what's next then for you? Will you are you going to be writing more? Yeah, so it was a two book deal, mm-hmm. and which was just amazing. And so, um, I'm working on the second book at the moment. It's it is written. It is it. There is a book. And we're about to start going into the edits on that, and it'll be late next year maybe early it's sort of up in the air I'm not sure exactly when but it, it'll yeah. be you know the usual time I think and, and um, yay. 
Yeah, no, definitely not. It's it'll will not be ten years. <laughs> no way. And this one is a, it's similar. It's a standalone novel and it's set in a historical period and it's a it's a fairy tale retelling. But this one will be mermaids. It's a oh wonderful a mermaid. Yeah, and I know the movies just come out and I'm like I was working on this before <laughs> I knew about <laughs> the. Re- Live action. Um, yeah, so it'll be mermaids. And I can't say too much more really because it's such early days. But um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the little mermaid is a great, it's a great fairy tale. So I'm hoping I can Oh, that's so nice. Hansel and Gretel and the Little Mermaid were my favourite ones growing up. They always have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh perfect. perfect. So thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Anna. You're welcome. You're like I, it's so lovely to hear you say how much you love the book. It's so comforting because I still, you know, the little voice in the head is still like, oh, oh it's rubbish. Absolutely. What are you doing? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, <laughs> this is a wonderful novel and it was just uh, it's even better the second time around. I'm just loving it. <laughs> oh, I'm so it's pleased because so I went good. through edits. Since, yeah, like since the uh, advanced reading copies went out, that there would have been work done on it in between yeah. too. So it I'm should I be noticed anything, but yeah, I love oh, that type of thing as well. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you haven't noticed anything, but they there would have been minor changes um happening in there that I was really I really noticed them, but hope yeah, that's great that if you haven't noticed many, that's really good. Um, yeah, so I'm happy you're reading it again because I was like, oh, good. Now you'll get the you'll get the not that it's perfect because I don't know if a book can ever be perfect. I think I could have kept editing that book for the rest of my life. Like oh, I, had I don't to know how it. you ever call something done with that type of thing. No, yeah. Yeah. you know, I foolishly believed that I would get it to a state of where I felt it was perfect and. It's not. It's pretty close. I mean, I don't think there's there's oh, a, no. there's not much I would change now that I, I'm pretty happy with it, but I could keep tinkering indefinitely. No, and I <laughs> perfect, perfect novel. <laughs> Thank you. All right, well, I'm gonna let you go and get back to my book because I am just loving it. Thank you so much, so Anna. Good. Thank you so much for taking the time. I couldn't appreciate it more. Bless. Oh, well, good. thank oh. you so much. Okay, I'm letting you go. Thank you. Okay, so that's it for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Please leave a review wherever you can, but especially where you found my Readable podcast. If you'd like more connection, please head on over to thereadable.com.au. There's plenty of book reviews and recommendations there, and that's also where you'll find my blog. And I would love, love, love to welcome you into our community. There's a membership page on readable.com.au. There are three levels. The first is free, and I'm so hoping that you would like to help me build my online community where we can enjoy reading more together. Thank you.